0: You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up and good morning, War Report family. War Eagle to y'all. Hopefully everybody had a great weekend. We are here, morning drop style, talking a little bit more about the transfer portal, baby. It's about to go crazy out here in college football. What direction is Auburn football going to take And Coach Hugh Freeze and his staff coming up in this next portal period, you know we got to talk about it right here, Morning Drop Style. Let's drop it on them.
1: You are now listening to to The War Report. Report.
0: Morning Drop Time, your man Ike Jones here, Be It is April 10th. We are talking a little bit more about just comments that Coach Hugh Freeze made regarding a day, some of the things that we saw, and how what we know right now post spring is going to potentially impact what's going to happen in the transfer portal this summer
1: and leading into the fall. B Will, how you doing this morning? Doing all right, man. I was rushing so much. I didn't get to clean out my regular War mug. I got this standard issue coffee. Cup mm. mass produced without love, mm. without Auburn fandom built into it. I'm mm. I'm I'm sad, man. But that, I, I but I need my go-go juice. So that, that is sad, man. I'm 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 not gonna lie to you. It's uh it's it's disappointing for me. But um, you know as, as the mug designers and and basically the builder of our merch shop. I'm sorry, man, I let you down. It's all good, man. It happens
0: to the best of us every now and then, you know. I want to cue in, though, specifically on comments Coach Hugh Freeze made regarding recruiting post-spring. Um, he he made some comments in his post-game pressure, which is live on our channel if you want to see it in its t- entirety. But let's hear this conversation that happened or this comment, excuse me, that happened from Coach Hugh Freeze after a day.
1: Uh, Coach, you you really aimed to temper expectations about what fans would see today uh, earlier in the week, um, but you had a lot of high profile recruits here. Uh, what do you hope they gain from uh, what you guys put on display today? We we had a ton of uh, good, great recruits here last night and this morning and today and you know obviously you'd love for it to have been a prettier day where where everyone would have enjoyed it more and i think we would have had a bigger crowd and all of that but ultimately they you know they've been with us all morning as we prepped and uh they get a feel for who auburn is as as a football program and university and they wouldn't be here if we haven't done a, a decent job of of um recruiting them to this point yeah uh so coach you freeze
0: talking about just the state of where they want to go with recruiting. Any
1: thoughts on those comments from Coach Freeze? Not, not really. I think he's shown himself we, we, nothing that we didn't already know about him. Mm-hmm. Which is, this is a priority. It it's such a priority. <laughs> As a matter of fact, you know, when we interview people, whether it's um, coaches or players or whatever, we interview BP. And even though I'm not usually one of the people interviewing, so I'm going to get the audio and clean it up for the podcast, right? So one thing that Hugh Freeze said at the end of his was, all right, thanks, you guys. I got to take this call as a recruit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then Mike was like, hold on, coach, we got to do the sign-off. So, I mean, that part got cut out. But he was like, as soon as he thought the conversation was done, he was like, all right, so I got to call this recruit back. Because his phone had rang Mm -hmm. during the interview. That didn't happen with (laughs) (laughs) Coach (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that didn't happen with Brian Harsin. <laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> uh, that did not happen. He was, it It seems to be such a pro. I mean, but you you understand why. He seems dead set on getting top tier talent down here to show them that they are a priority, that they're important. As a matter of fact, the thing that we're hearing about, maybe it's a Hugh Freeze philosophy that's, that's working its way down the, the tree, is... Man, every time a recruit gets interviewed, they're saying nobody talks to me as much as C- Coach U Freeze talks to me. Man, nobody's coming after me the way like you can say. Oh, well, they're telling me they want me, and they're telling me where they see me. That's one thing. The other one is I talk to them all the time, constantly. Yeah, they tell me they they tell me how much. Man, I, I love it down here. I'm coming back, committing to come back before you leave. That's a difference. That's a difference. His attitude about recruiting. Is, is This is just another way you, you you start to paint the picture of who he is as a coach, where his priorities lie, and it is, I'm getting the best talent down here. Everything that has been set up over the last six months between a, a unified NIL effort, the Football Performance Center, everything is pushing the same direction for once. And it seems to be paying dividends with, number one, the bodies that we're able to get on campus, because let's be clear. We were always trying to get these top-tier recruits here. We couldn't even get them on campus. We were fighting to get them here just just to get a face-to-face, some face-to-face time with them on campus to show them where we want them to go, where you're going to room, where you're going to play and practice. Couldn't even necessarily do that. Mm -hmm. But now they're coming down here for this, let's be clear, the worst A-day in the last, I don't know, I'm going to say 16 years, as is my custom. (laughs) And they're like, man, yeah, it was cool. I'm coming back. Word. (laughs) Man, uh, uh, a rainy A-Day might have have tanked a a Gus Malzahn recruiting class altogether. And Hugh Freeze has got one and folks five stars. Folks that are committed elsewhere like, oh, no, I'm coming back. I will be back. You can't emphasize enough. I don't think we can overstate how important recruiting is to Hugh Freeze. So these comments, I don't think they illustrate anything new. but. It makes me wonder what kind of damage we would have done without a rainy A Day. It, that that is gonna be a what if in my head. I still think we we clean up this cycle, the twenty-four cycle, but yeah, um we we know who recruits who who Hugh Freeze is as a as a recruiter for sure. So here here's
0: my question, and this is something I've actually wondered for a while. Um, and I, I wanna get your thoughts on it before I comment and say what I think. Okay. Do you think that his Consistent plea, and I use the word plea, not like he's Mm -hmm. begging, but he he's pretty persistent about saying we we want talent, we want new talent, we need one. Do you think that does any damage to the guys that are currently on the roster, feeling as if, well, am I not good enough for you? Right, like we need to upgrade the talent in our room. We need to upgrade the talent in our room consistently. Coming coming from your head coach, how would you feel as a current player hearing that consistently?
1: I would think. I need to up my game here. The first thing it would make me think is, well, if you need more bodies because I'm not good enough, then that means I have an opportunity to cement myself. Because if nobody here is super impressive, then that means it's wide open for me to kind of put my stake in the ground. That's what I would be thinking as somebody who is currently on the roster. If it's a super talented position, like running back, I'm I'm not offended at all because you've been giving the running backs praise. Mm -hmm. He's praised the tight ends as well. Said, well, and and that,
0: that is part of why I would feel away if I was not in one of those rooms, though. He's like, oh, we're good in this room. We're good in this room. Some of these other places, though, we might need to go get some better talent. Because, again, it's he's not saying people aren't working hard. He's
1: right. saying they're just not talented enough. He is saying that, but there's also opportunity there. You see opportunity. So if the, the run defense playing like it did, right, you've got a fall camp. Like I, I don't know if there's going to be a, a a defensive lineman better than the one you got this offseason in Rodgers. I don't know if there's going to be two linebackers better than Keyes and Tolan. So listen, you did upgrade the talent in those rooms. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe it hasn't come together yet. Maybe the new scheme is is part of it. But he, he also said the wide receiver position was he was asked specifically about the quarterback performance and he said, well, we want quarterbacks who can make throws in tight coverage and wide receivers who can get open Mm -hmm. in tight coverage. That's what he wants. So he said eventually somebody's going to be able to slow down your run game Mm -hmm. and you've got to be able to make throws in tight coverage and get open in tight coverage. These wide receivers and quarterbacks know what he expects and something that I think when it comes to game time, like really actually watching games and playing games, I don't think all these quarterbacks necessarily get a raw deal. Sometimes quarterbacks do get a raw deal. You don't even get a chance to get on the field. I understand that. Sometimes you're going to get put in the game and it's going to go, hey man, I need you to make this throw. Here's your throw. So when we're reviewing this game next week in practice, the coaches are going to stop right here and be like, here's where you messed up. Right here. I needed you to do this because this is what we practiced. You didn't do it. I think some of that tape has been out on like a TJ Fidley. Based on the first few games he played last season, like, all right, here you go. You got an offseason. You've been here. Go and execute. And he failed to execute in a lot of ways. And now you have something to point back to. It's like, listen, man, listen, I'm not being unfair to you. We're not being unfair to you. Here's what's expected. Here's what you did. You didn't cut the mustard. We're upgrading the room. I don't think that message is lost, which is why he was so complimentary of Robbie Ashford. which was, man, he's gotten better he's improved. I've seen him move along both on and off the field, leadership qualities and intangible. So would I take it as a slight if I'm in that room? I would take it as a slight if I haven't had the opportunity to prove myself. Well, see, I think that's part of, and and I'll kind
0: of chime in with my opinion. I do think that it's damaging to players in the room Hmm. because he's using words specifically like well, you know, maybe they can do it, but they haven't proven anything. On well, I haven't had a chance to prove it, Coach. Like right. it's not as if I've had an opportunity to prove it. Right. So saying I've never done it in a game when you when I've never had the chance to do it in the game isn't really fair to me as an as a way to assess what the status of our room is. Well, like sure. because he's saying you know we we want to go get you know we're looking if we see an opportunity because I'm almost quoting I'm not quoting specifically he's like if we see a guy who's uh, proven that he can do these things then that's a guy we welcome into our room but Mm -hmm. how are the guys in your room right now going to prove it if you don't give them a chance to or are you saying
1: y'all need to go prove it somewhere else because we ain't ain't finna prove it here right and that's where it falls there's only one ball there's only one guy on the on the field at quarterback so how do you assess any one guy because right now if you saw tj finley you saw Hugh Freeze's live assessment of T.J. Finley. You hear how he talks about Robbie and Holden. Then I would say, okay, Robbie one, Holden two, and the rest TBD. Whether it's a grad transfer that maybe comes in there and jockeys for the one or the two spot. Hank Brown's going to come in and clearly be at the back of the line. At what point do you give Holden Garner, oh, excuse me, see, oh, habits, Holden Garner mm-hmm. an opportunity to prove that he right. can do and make those throws in tight coverage. Is it something like well, let's let's see. Maybe our offensive line needs to jail. We run block great. We we let them grow up while Holden's growing up, and then next year, Holden, you're a full go. We get our wide receivers playing the way we want them to play. We find the guy or two who we think can make those make that separation in tight coverage, and then Holden's golden. Because one thing that he has actually said was uh, he freeze was we want him to be. The wide receivers to be big targets. We want them to be big targets. We want them to have wide catch radiuses. He wants them to provide some slack for the quarterbacks. Right. He's trying to set that up. I don't think he has it right now. So he needs a better quarterback or a mobile quarterback. I think if everything is as it should be, then there's more room. I don't want to say for error, but you don't have to be a scat back uh, at, at quarterback if your offensive line is exactly what you needed and it's a known quantity and so is your wide receiver room, but that's not our situation right now. But right. to your point, I don't know. Is Does Holden Garner go, okay, yeah, I appreciate the praise. Thanks for letting me throw in pro day, guys. You bring in somebody over me and now Robbie's still over me with his experience. So I now have virtually no shot unless we. It's, it turns into a triage down here. I'm out of here. I Sorry. hope that's not the case. But yeah. to your point, I can see how we get there. Yeah,
0: I mean, I think it's very likely that someone hears those comments and thinks to themselves, I'm busting my butt. When am I going to actually get a chance? And if yeah. I'm not going to get a chance here, I need to get a chance somewhere. So I'm going to figure out how to pivot and go somewhere else. That I, they just want an opportunity. And mm-hmm. it, it would, it'd be different to say, you know— I don't know. I I don't know what the
1: conversations are behind closed doors. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from the War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Drop! Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. Drop! Uh, let's <laughs> jump in here.
0: Cleveland Brown says, How's watch the film coming along? I, I just did my first rewatch of A-Day last night. Um, The first watch is usually just me cutting it up, right? Like just, all right, cool. Like deciding how I want to segment it so like it, there was very little analysis going on what I I I was able to see more things on that first watch through and let me just say this um for those of you who had to watch this on the ESPN app I am so sorry yeah, that was, was a terrible broadcast it was terrible it was terrible they came back from commercial breaks they had missed plays and stuff it was it was bad like i want to figure out a different way like, it's just there's got to be a better way to 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 do these games, man, because ESPN is not doing us justice on this stuff. Um, the audio was bad for certain yeah. places of it, which that's not going to be very relevant for when we're watching the film. But it was rough. So, I, you know,
1: if you had to watch it on TV, um, God bless you. You know, but something. Uh, so I know for a fact they show the game on campus when they show it on the big screen. Right. The the athletic department, the football, they're, they are recording the game because they're broadcasting. So what you see on the screen when you're in the stadium, that's getting broadcast on the on-campus cable. So if you're on campus anywhere, if you're in a building, stopping to use the bathroom, if you're just in there chilling, you can see the game. But it's on this, not ESPN, not CBS, but it's on this channel. And now the camera angle, angles aren't always great. But what mm-hmm. I can promise you is they aren't missing a play because they don't go to commercial. So you're always going to see the play. You're going to have, that's what the radio broadcast accompanies it. So it's, it's it's married up with the radio broadcast. So you hear the home team broadcast, and it's really fluid. It's usually in 60 frames a second. Uh, we got to find a way to get our hands on that, because yeah. it would be a great way to accompany the footage that we get from the network broadcast, from ESPN, CBS, whoever. But yeah, it, it was not good today, that yeah. day. It was not good Saturday. No, nah, it wasn't the best at all. They put their D team um, on there.
0: SS Austin jumps in. I think we get a QB, some wide receivers, and maybe an edge. Speaking of guys in the portal that Auburn
1: is going to be targeting coming up this um, I wanna I wanna I wanna watch the film with you before we say definitively that we're going to get an edge. I saw Wilkie Denard on the field. That man is bigger than I thought he was. <laughs> that, that man is bigger than I thought he was. I thought he was like thin and he had to come in here and put on like 30 40 pounds. He already looked like he was at least 250. I was like, "Oh, we might not be as as hungry Edge. So I'm uh, if I- according to his thing, he's 275. Okay, so you know what? I physically I now nah, that doesn't mean he's as good or he's flashing as well as Keldrick Fogg, but
0: if He's not currently working out in the edge room according to the roster, but I will go back and look and see where he lined up.
1: Uh, okay. So that might help. Was he he was a natural defensive end I think was his mm-hmm. position. Okay. 275. But I mean again, functionally that's the same uh the same things are going to get done. I guess in this defense specifically, one guy is the jack, the true jack. Right. So, mm-hmm. okay. But again, Dylan Brooks is still on the team. Mm-hmm. We have to look at the tape. I want to see what all these guys did because between Wilkie, Dylan Brooks, Keldrick Falk, We should have three guys. All of at least two of those were were rated as five star talents. We we shouldn't be thirsting for edge production at this point. Not not with what the way we've been recruiting at that position at least. So we, we we shall see. Let's look at that film before we make that call. Definitely
0: going to be taking a look at that. Corey Weber jumps in and says, definitely need an edge. So and then probably another interior offensive lineman. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm
1: TBD on edge. I want to see what they did, but. Interior. So, uh, let's see. Um, Xavieron mm-hmm. Miller. I think that's the one coming from JUCO. Yep, he's not here yet. Right now, he's projected to play inside offensive line. He's been he's played more snaps than our our high school guys. But Connor Liu has already been impressive to all these people. Tate Johnson is still around for interior offensive line, maybe or center. I don't know if he's going to stay at the way he's at, but because of how much he's been complimented. I'm I'm not super concerned about interior offensive line. I think they just got to get them on campus and and then find them. I think they have to get them on campus because we're still did Brayden Joiner join in the spring. Uh, I don't know the answer to that. Let me look and see if he is because I don't think he did either. And uh, he's all...
0: on the, he's on the roster right now with a number. So yeah, uh, okay, six two three
1: forty one. I don't know how he's not an interior offensive lineman because that screams. So I don't know if it's injury. You know, something that kept him from uh, getting in the rotation, getting in shape. But I think we got the bodies, I think, Corey. I think. I don't know anymore. That <laughs> you freeze that. doesn't give us intel. Hey, guys, here's what I got coming out of spring. I'm going to give you this list. All right. So we don't know. So, but we yeah. shall see. We definitely will see. Uh, SS Austin
0: jumps back in. That's good, though. Uh, it means the teams that, w- uh, I mean, the teams
1: that win got the best talent. It's pretty simple. Yeah. There's, there's, there's no denying that. The talent... Wins out. We saw Ohio State put on a show against Georgia with talent. On the strength of the quarterback talent, the wide receiver talent. Not the kicking talent, unfortunately, Ohio State. Oh. But talent is what's going to get you there and give you a chance. You can sneak one of these teams every now and then, sure. Off of just having a really good game, being really well prepared. I saw an outman Gus on Auburn team beat Alabama three times. We were never the more talented team. Not one time. That we, we were out-schemed Nick Saban was out-coached Several times But Could we complete it By winning our next game After that Usually no Because we weren't The more talented team Than Georgia <laughs> we had to see Next in line um, So yeah It makes a difference And we got to get up there So that hopefully Some top-tier coaching Can put us over the top And get us into these playoffs John Brandon jumps in I
0: think the coaches Tell the players That's how it's going to be So you have to keep Your foot on the throttle
1: Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, hopefully so they're doing a good job be... of
0: communicating to them kind of where they are. And, you know, that's something that Mike G has talked about a few times, mm-hmm. you know, wondering how players are getting feedback and how often they're they understand where they are in the picking order of things or things that they have to work on to to become the guy that the coach is looking to play on a consistent basis. And hopefully they're doing a good job of that. Yeah, that's yeah. one thing that we are not privy to. Uh, Lawrence Robinson says, the other issue is just depth. How deep do we go at all positions? Not that we aren't good enough, but not enough good people behind them as well. This is probably the most difficult thing to do in the Mm -hmm. the current era of college sports is to maintain quality depth, right? And this is why recruiting kind of just has to be the way that you build that because you just need to stack the cupboard with a bunch of guys. So when you lose somebody and you bring somebody in in the portal, it is... Kind of reshelving, as opposed to mm-hmm. um, trying to figure out how to replace, you know, the front line of whatever's happening. Um, right. But the question for me is whether or not the comments by the coach mean that he's going out looking for. Star- I just don't know that you're going to find a starter in the mm-hmm. portal mm-hmm. in this period. There's just not a, there, how many quality pieces are going to be leaving like they're going to have to be leaving a big time program and how many big time programs, big time recruits aren't already playing somewhere. Right. I just don't know how many of that, especially it can't be an SEC team if you want to play this, this year. So you got to look at somebody from the big 10, maybe Pac 12. If you want to go get a wide receiver, Um, big 12, if
1: you want to maybe get some rush pass rushers, I don't know. So so do you think it's, It's not worth it to dip into the portal for the sake of finding a quality two or three, you think? No, you definitely... That's what you're going to have to do is get a two or three.
0: Like, I don't know that you're going to go get... So, this is... So, I'll think about it like this. Let's take the five guys we said we thought might transfer, right? Mm -hmm. Which, Dawson had a good A-day game, right? Um, Landon King had a couple of targets during A-day, right? So, let's just take those two guys. Let's say... They actually do transfer. Are you going to go find two wide receivers that are better than Dawson and King is the question that you have to ask yourself in this portal period from Mm -hmm. whatever other school. Because you have to replace them with somebody from a depth perspective, and they need to be better than the guys that left, or you didn't upgrade your room. You just put two new bodies in there.
1: Two new bodies who are going to be behind in whatever you're trying to teach. Right. So let me ask you this then. Is it possible— for a wide receiver to see, a talented wide receiver, a wide receiver who is slated to start wherever he's at, to go, boy, our quarterbacks look terrible. We're not going to win much here. I'm, we I'm haven't here. shown any enough at quarterback for them to look over here. <laughs> now, we haven't. But what we have shown is an ability to treat our players very well, both in facilities and keeping guys happy with NIL. It, I mean, is, is there, there a possibility? Miss, then Yeah, they might want to come over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, that, and that's what I wonder. I wonder if now, as somebody was talking about this, I think one of the the players in the women's basketball tournament jumped into the portal, a girl from Louisville who was trash talking mm-hmm. somebody in the Texas line and it kind of went viral. Yeah. She jumped in the line with a do not contact designation. Oh, excuse me, in the portal with yeah. a do not contact, which means everybody was like, all right, y'all know what this means, right? She knows she exactly knew, where she's going. She knows exactly where she's going. And how do you know exactly where you're going if you didn't talk to a, anybody from that place before you jumped in the portal? This is happening. <laughs> Is it tampering? Yes, yes. It, it, if it's done by the players at that team, it's not necessarily tampering by law, but it's still tampering. It's not unheard of for somebody to go, "Hey man, listen, tell your boy to come on over here because I saw that quarterback. I saw that spring game. They trashed. We couldn't throw it. That's why we didn't. We was gonna sling it though. I promise. Come on over here, man. Let me let me be be my guest. Let me show you the dorms and the football facility and all this stuff because we could treat you better than that." It's possible, dirty macking at its finest, football edition. Is possible, and I wonder if we see any of that this portal period. I mean, it's possible. I don't think that it. I just don't know without
0: having a season of seeing the offense that that's going to be a very big draw for anybody. Um, and and it's really going to have to start with, you know, to Coach Freeze's point it's going to have to start with a quarterback that somebody's already seen do it. Like, you can tell somebody, nah, man, because in practice, he really be slinging. It's like, bro, I haven't seen any of them dudes do it in a game. So if you find a quarterback that has done it in games, then maybe some wide receivers are like, oh, they got, yeah, uh, hey, coach, it's been fun. But uh, I'm going to go holler at, you know, because they just got such and such, man. So, like, yeah. And I already know what they got in the running back room. They look like they upgraded their offensive line. Mm,
1: I think I'm a slide. So you think if there were a situation where a significantly better, or at least a guy who's shown it on the field, quarterback, portal player comes, and even if he hasn't done a a bunch of winning, like, oh, no, I've seen him slaying the rock, though. Mm -hmm. I'm going there to play with him. You think That's That's the only way
0: I think that somebody leaves a situation where they were potentially going to be starter or, you know, first team type of reps would Mm -hmm. come to Auburn. Um, because you have to believe what you see. You, you, I don't know that anybody believes in potential that much um, in players. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm and with you. again, I'm not one of the people who doesn't feel like the, the guys on our roster can't win football games. Coach Free said he believes the guys on our roster can win football games. Right. Um, but I think that in order for you to coax some major player away from another school, you're going to need, some some proven stuff out there on the field for them to attract them to come um, yeah. otherwise you're gonna to have to ride with what you have this season and then next year is the year that you're gonna to have to do all the convincing um, or, or you're not gonna do as much convincing because you're gonna be like look man look what i did with such and such bro yeah come on yeah which yeah. lawrence robinson says uh, laughing at b wills holdens golden is a good one got to make that shirt if he starts if he starts and if, plays if well if Holden is a starter Holden's golden is definitely going to become a thing I am yeah, very yeah. much on board with that <laughs> definitely on board with that alright man that's it man we're going to get out of here we appreciate you guys dropping in with us of course we will be back tomorrow morning with another drop and uh, more conversation about maybe I don't know what we're going to talk about tomorrow but just tune in to find out man we're out of here until next time and as always War Eagle we're out of here peace peace
1: Dr-